Hello, Teach Better family. We are live here for our, your Sunday weekly warm up. I'm here with Liv, and I cannot wait to dig into some Sunday action with her. And we will be right back in about 30 seconds. Welcome back. I am Brianne Fennell and I am here with Liv and we are doing your Sunday weekly warm up. I am loving seeing everyone in the comments already and we have an exciting night planned for you just to relieve those Sunday scaries and start your week amazing. So Liv, how are you? Fantastic. Even better now that I'm on with you. I miss Thank you. you. Here's a hug. I miss you too. I know. Virtual hugs are the best, especially yeah. from Liv. Um, I cannot wait until October when we can see each other in person again for the Teach Better conference and just get one of those wonderful Liv hugs. <laughs> I love giving hugs and I love receiving hugs. Thank That's you. That's part of my day. For, for those of um, our viewers that are joining us that might not know you, do you want to just give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are and what you do for the team? Yes, I am blessed to be a part of the team. I am the digital content coordinator. I work with Carrie Pitstick and Nikki Piercy. We run the uh, blogging team and we have the blessing to have exclusive events with them and get all of their blog posts uh, posted on the website. I also am a head teacher and I am teaching grade two, three this year. So I'm back to primary and loving it. That is so amazing. So if somebody is watching and they really have an idea for a blog, but they don't know where to get started, what should they do? Oh, well, first thing to do is to contact me at Livia at uh, Livia at teachbetter.com. And then we can get started and we'll share information on the next steps. We can talk about if this is a platform that you'd like to share your ideas. You know, I, I am the teacher that I am today because of all the teachers that have shared before me. And the, the number of times that I've learned one small thing that they people do in their classroom has helped me become a better teacher. And each year, it's not just me, but like I have 20, 21 students this year. It's I'm helping 21 students. And in our leadership roles, we help each other by sharing these ideas. And it could be one little thing that you think is not anything that's big, but it actually changes lives. So I was just thinking, thinking today, there's one thing that I have changed in the last year that literally has changed my entire, you know, in 25 years, there hasn't been this thing, this one small change that has made such a big in impact. And it's three words. It's I love you. And I learned this from Mark Horner and, and Don Harris. I know that they're secondary teachers. They teach high school, but they tell their students that they love them. And, you know, Brie, I've always loved my students. I've just never made it explicit. And so now when I tell them I love you, it, it felt weird at first, right? Because, you know, it's not something that you usually say to people that are part of your family and friends. 
but it has been life-changing. It brings me joy. It brings them joy. And really, who doesn't like being told that they're loved? And so now in my role as a head teacher, when I do my rounds and I visit different classrooms, I've also taught them I love you. And this is sign language, I love you. And so when I walk into some of these classrooms, these like this grade one class, as soon as I walk in, they'll start doing this. So I feel loved. I, I do it right back to them. And sometimes we, we match our, our fingers together too and to show that we love each other. And it's, it's literally been life-changing. That's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit more? You said you're a 2-3 teacher, but then you're also a head teacher. So how, what does that look like in your school? Yeah, so I have Monday afternoon, Tuesday and Thursday mornings as head teacher time. And that's where I support my principal and support other teachers. I have time to uh, walk into classrooms. I have time to team teach if that's what they are looking for. I am also part of uh, my, one of my jobs is to order materials and things for the school. So I do that as well and, and plan like what a VP and AP would do. Uh, so I help plan the school work on the school growth plan and how do we help move teachers forward in all the things that we're working towards, like equity, diversity, inclusion, um, and for here where I am, Indigenous education, and, um, you know, all those sorts of things. That sounds like a really cool model and just really a great take on teacher leadership and how we can really support each other. I love how you said, like, if that's what they want, like, if you want me to come team teach with you, I can do that. If that's not how you want supported, like, tell me how you want supported. And I, I think that that's a great model to have because they feel, because you just give off such a loving vibe. I'm sure they feel so safe and connected to you that they feel like they can welcome you into that space. And I think it's so important because especially this past January to February, that is always that long stretch that teachers feel. I think because from September to to December, there are a lot of four like four day weekends because of holidays and whatnot. But January to February is that that it, it feels like a long stretch. So if I can walk into a classroom and just just help them see that they are supported and, and whatever they need, maybe it's like you know, they're photocopying and they need to get back to class. Okay, don't worry, I'll bring it up to you or those small things. One thing that we have to do in our role is we have to do recess supervision. So every day we have 15 minutes where the kids are outside and teachers are the ones doing supervision. So on really cold days, a couple of weeks ago, we had snow uh, on really cold days someday, or, or if there's a teacher that has, you know, a little bit of a raspy voice during my head teacher time, I'll make, um, I'll make, some hot water and I'll bring two types of tea and I'll say, would you like a tea? And like, you know, that one small change just helps hold them up a little bit um, to make it through their day and, and just a little touch in, right? A little bit of live love to just go, hey, I see you. I value <laughs> you. I appreciate you. You could, you could coin that phrase, just a little bit of live love and <laughs> live love and learn. Um, we are going to be right back and we're going to dive more into this discussion about how you can support teachers um, during this time through testing, through those, those little tidbits of just showing love to teachers. And we'll be right back.
Welcome back, Teach Better family. I'm here with Liv, and we are diving into discussion just about um, diving into spring and just how can we support teachers in our roles on um, in teacher leadership and just showing each other, I don't know, not just respect, but but compassion and love. And so Liv was just giving us a, some really great tips before the break, but um, at my school, we do something like, um, it's called Lucky Duck. And so you're like paired with somebody and you're just kind of supporting them every month, just with like a little, like, it can just be a little card or a saying or um, like a little gift that you know they like. And they, at the beginning of the year, they fill out the sheet with like all their favorites. Like what's your favorite chocolate or sports team or something that you really like to do with your family. And people can go through this binder and like look at all these things so that they can really tailor their ideas to the person's likes and wants and needs. But I love how you said like, it's it's kind of beyond that for you because you're like, I'm a caretaker, you know, by nature. So it's like, oh, that person's not feeling well. Like, how can I, how can I make them feel well, you know? And, I, and sometimes we feel like, oh, we're, we're just these teachers. Like, I'm just a teacher. Like, how can I really make this difference? But as you were saying, like, it's, it's just those little things like, like saying I love you and, um, you know, bringing, like supporting in those like recess duty days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that it, you know, a, a year and a bit ago, I coined a term called atomic interactions. And when I think about that, it's every interaction that we have is an opportunity to uplift somebody and to show our love and kindness and, and gratitude. And it's interesting because the the more that I am seeing, you know, everybody, everybody in our lives is in our lives for a reason. And what we do and how we interact with them really makes a difference in their day. And the simple thing, like how you smile at somebody in the morning, right? You know, just a simple smile versus a, like, so happy to see you smile. Like, it just makes somebody feel just that much more seen and, and loved and valued. And it, little things like that go such a long way. And, and, and even for students, right? Like if you, if you light up when you see them, it makes them feel loved. And, and I think that's one of the things that I, I love Maya Angelou's quote is that, you know, people rem won't remember what you, you do or, or, um, or what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And that's always what I'm after is how do I make my students feel? How do I make my colleagues feel? How do I make my, my, the parents that I, that I have the blessing to work with feel. And if we help them feel like they are safe and supported, loved and appreciated, and seen valued and heard we're not going to go wrong in our in our roles right so even the little thing like sometimes a, a child will just look at me and i'll just for no you know across the room and i'll just look at look at him and i'll just smile and and do this and it, it i'm sure it makes him feel loved right and so we know that when kids are happier they are they learn better because it activates more parts of our the learning centers in our brain and then they have better social interactions and the whole learning environment is improved because of how you make a child feel. And I think you are, you're spot on. And I want to just shift it a little bit to 
like how we interact with ourselves. And at this time of year, I know, like I see it, I feel it um, in, you know, in the United States and in certain states we have, you know, testing. And so we have this, um, this responsibility for testing, but we also have the responsibility to our students and how we can keep the attitude um, for ourselves. Like how, how would you suggest like making sure that you're uplifting and using those interactions with yourself to make sure that you aren't getting burned out as a teacher? Yes, that is huge because that, you know, our, the relationships that we have with others is built on the relationship that we have with ourselves first. So I have this ABCD thing that I often share about uh, the atomic interactions that we have with ourselves because, so the A is just really acknowledging and accepting who we are, right? So knowing what your strengths, your core values and your beliefs are, I think that is huge. So when you know, like for example, when you know your why and know why you do the things that you do, it helps with everything that you do throughout your day and every day. And then the B is to really believe in yourself. I think the, the there's, you know, some, well, sometimes we're our own worst critic, right? When things don't go right or things could be better, we, we get in our own heads. And so what do you what do you choose to say to yourself? Are you being kind, right? And the C is like being compassionate and being kind, uh, kind and caring towards yourself. And the D is really that self-discipline. We know that we've always been told, you know, take care of yourself, get more sleep, drink more water, uh, eat healthy, exercise, but it's, and, and treat ourselves the way we would treat other people. We have to have that self-discipline. And so whatever it is we do, uh, we need to do that. And, and one of the things that I also learned in the last little while is really how to cultivate my own joy. Because I gain so much joy by building the relationships that I have and by sharing my love and re receiving that love back, that brings me so much joy uh, so that that that's what carries me through every day because I walk into the school happy to see the people that I get to work with. I walk into school joyful to see the kids and I actually really made it explicit in terms of joy. So we share in our community circles often like what like just on Friday before spring break, I said, what when it's your turn, share what is it that brings you joy when you come to school every day? And it's interesting because the more we talk about joy, the more uh, I'm noticing the kids using the word joy. This is what brings me joy. You bring me joy, Ms. Chan. And um, when we start, we start with a, a soft start in the morning. Uh, I, I call it heart time because it's a time to fill your heart with joy. So that's like whatever it is that you that you love to do. So maybe it's it's reading, maybe it's working with friends or, or playing with friends, maybe it's making things, building things. And so at the end, I always say, okay, thank you for, you know, um, thank the friends that you played with that brought you joy today. And it's so interesting. And I was thinking, what difference would that make if we taught kids how to cultivate their own joy every single year? How will that affect their well-being as an adult if this was something that we taught them how to do every single day is how to cultivate your own joy? and how to breathe in that joy and, and, and enjoy it with gratitude. Absolutely, I'm getting so many great ideas and I'm just sitting here and I'm just thinking, I'm like, I used to do more of a soft start and I feel like as I move up grade levels, 
like there's there's so much time that you're like okay we gotta get this done we gotta go to the next thing but if we just took a few minutes to have you know have those conversations with each other or share something like you said something that brought them joy um we do class meetings or gatherings like we gather up and and talk about things and that time i know is really special to him so thank you for for sharing that idea and and I feel like sometimes teachers are like, oh, this is a really good idea for next year. Like next year, I, I want to start that. But you don't have to wait for next year. I mean, I could I could start that tomorrow and um, just see what, you know, we are, you know, we're data driven and observers. And so if we're observing that, you know, our students are, you know, they're better attending to our lesson after having a soft start. You know, I feel like we can see the value in that. So for sure, because I taught grade four or five for the last two years prior to this. And we started every morning with our, that soft start. We started every morning without fail in a community circle. And it's interesting that even the the boys would recognize the importance of that community circle time and soft start in helping them uh, build relationships with each other and in their learning. So they were way more alert and ready to learn when we, we had these two things to start our every single day. Look at these people bringing oh. you joy just right here. Yeah. I, yeah, words, they, words are like gifts to me and th like they, they totally bring me joy. I love this. That negative voice in your head as a voice of someone you care about. I know that I'm guilty of this. You know, um, my husband and I, we get up very early and we go and we work out with friends. And a lot of times on Sunday nights, like you might not see me on screen, but I am behind the scenes. I'm moderating. I'm making sure everybody's doing okay on, on all of our social media platforms. Mm -hmm. and for doing that, Brie. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I just, I love the Teach Better team and the work I get to do with you guys. But, you know, then I'm like, well, then I can't get up on Monday morning. I'm like, oh, you know, I need to get to bed early. I need to make sure I get up and I need to do this. But I have to make sure I'm talking to myself positively too. Like I get up five other days out of the week and I, you know, I'm, I'm working two jobs and, you know, I'm, I'm doing these things. But like you said, those, the words that people are, are noticing and and they're paying attention and they're building you up like you have to do that with yourself as well yes so important every day and quite often one thing that i say to myself and i ask myself when i find myself in that space is is this serving me and when i think no it's not then it just kind of shakes me up and and and, and i think i over the years too i've learned how to uh, you know massage what's happening in my mind give it its time that it needs and then shelf it and just say, okay, I've already given it enough time and space and heart uh, into whatever that is. It's time to move on and just really focus on what's next. So yeah. I think that makes a big difference too when you can try really try to control those emotions. I know it's easier said than done, but over time I've I've really tried to train myself to do that, and and it's making a difference. Absolutely. What what about like what are your feelings about checking? I know people are on the fence about this. So like checking emails and those kinds of things when you're at home, because like if you get something negative, like that could be something that your brain chews on the whole weekend and then yeah. you don't give yourself that time to rest. Yes, that happened last weekend. 
<laughs> so, and then Sunday night and Monday morning, and it was just like right there. But I think knowing, you know, I knowing where I am in my life and knowing, like I said earlier, knowing what my strengths, my core values and beliefs are, I know that this is what I need to do in order to figure things out. I do need to spend time thinking about it. I do need to spend time investing my heart into whatever this issue is. Because part of it, and usually it's in interaction with somebody else, right? Usually it's not something that's just me. So, you know, thinking about the other person and I want to honor whatever it is that they have to share and, and work together. And I'm, I'm very, very much solution-based. So it's not just thinking about, okay, you know, I can't change what's happened, right? But what I can change is what I do next. And so making sure that I spend the the time to sort through all of my feelings, sort through what I think the other person might be feeling, and to really reach out to say, you know, I thank you for sharing whatever it is that you you are feeling. I'm looking forward to working on, on a solution or working on bettering myself, because I know that in any, any situation, I, I am not at zero fault, right? There probably would have been things that I could have done differently, but wasn't aware. And I live my life in the way that I, I really try to live like my life like a role model and with great integrity. So even if I did something that wasn't right in somebody else's eyes, I know that I really try to bring my heart towards whatever it is, right? Um, and like, you know, coaching is one of those things. It's not easy to coach adults. And this is my first year coaching a ringette team that, you know, we, we were playing in our provincials and, and certain things, certain decisions had to be made. And, you know, it's hard to make everyone happy, right? But, uh, you know, we went, we moved forward and, and we try to listen. And I think, again, you know, it's how, how you make people feel. And I really try to make people feel like what they have to share is of value and help them feel seen and heard and appreciated. And so I think when, when you have that un understanding that you've had so many years of problem solving and working through issues and, and concerns of people that you just know, it just takes time that this is the time that I am using to think about it and, and work through it. And then there's time to, okay, it's enough. Now I need to focus on the other parts of my life. And to, again, learn to recultivate that joy in other parts of my life, right? Yes, and I think that having those people who are like, whether it's your spouse or it's a great friend who you can like bounce things off of safely. Yeah. And yeah. also they they will tell you if you're in the wrong, like, yes. okay, now that you're, you know, that you've taken that time, like perhaps next time, you know, like you do it this way. Or if you're not somebody who like at that time is receptive to that feedback, it, it might be, you know, I'm just here for you. <laughs> you know, if you need to come back, yeah. you know, I'm here and I'm here to listen. So finding those people, like I said, whether it's your spouse or a friend or somebody within your building, um, everybody needs needs a sounding board. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and that's one thing that I love about being part of this team is it's not just our team, but everybody else that's you know here in in, in the that's listening and in the chat is that support that we give each other. And you know, I know the team's called Teach Better, but like it's if I if I were to add one more word to that, it would be Teach Better Together because it's that togetherness that helps us feel like we're not 
dealing with anything alone that, you know, you can reach out to anybody on the team and, and um, any of our our wonderful ambassadors and we're all here to support each other. And it's just such an amazing community to be a part of that I'm grateful every day. And I know you are too, Bree. Absolutely. We're going to go into progress, not perfection. So we'll be back in just a few seconds. Welcome back, Teach Better team. I'm here, Brian Fennell with Liv Chan, and we are talking about just kind of loving yourself, loving others, and just kind of spreading that positivity in this time when some of us are on spring break and some of us are anxiously waiting for that time. So Liv, you are on spring break. Are you doing anything fun over this time? I plan to do writing. Writing? Writing, yes. Are you working on a particular writing project? Yeah, I have uh, some writing that I'm doing for somebody else in their book, but I'm also working on my own. So I I have an outline of what I want to say, and I think I just need to sit down and start writing. And that's one thing that I've been looking forward to all uh, leading up to spring break. You can tell you're just like, you're ready. Your smile is huge and contagious, and you're just like, I can't wait to to dive into something that is, you know, it's just like uniquely you. Um, I think that spring break can be a time where some teachers are trying to catch up on things for school. And I, I really hope that many members of our community take that time to really do something for themselves, whether it's catching up on an outside project, whether it's just spending that time with your family, um, you know, doing something active, um, just something to really rejuvenate yourself before you go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find things that bring you joy. Bring so, you joy. You know, there you go. Yeah. So, I, you know, in the last couple of days, a lot of people are like, oh, we should do this or we should, you know, have a meal. And so they're all, we're asking about each other's availability. And I said, you know, the only thing I have planned right now is one lunch. I don't have anything planned yet. So I have lunch, lots of time to reconnect with uh, friends, reconnect with myself and following your passions. I know a lot of people, especially like I did uh, passion projects with my students in school and whenever it was passion project time, they loved it, right? It brought them joy. And so one of the things that we can do is dive into your passions and fill your heart with joy that way. What are some examples of passion projects that your students have done in the past? Uh, some really unique ones. One of my students, she actually wrote and published a book as one of her passion projects. And, and she was 10 years old. And it was so cool. She's got her own website. She's been interviewed by CBC Toronto and uh, news articles, podcasts and whatnot. Um, one, one girl did a really interesting one. I know you love dogs. She researched uh, how dogs communicate. And so it was, it was so well done because she talked about how the tail and what what it means when uh, like the, you look for the ears and how to read and dog's body language. And so I thought that one was really neat. I That's think the, really cool. the, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to see what they're passionate about and, and for them to show because after they, while they're working on it, they're also working on a PowerPoint presentation so that they can present to the class and uh, share their passions with each other. 
do they ever share like um you know that community building is so important do they ever share like with outside community members or their parents we have not done that yet that's a great idea we're getting so many ideas from each other Liv. i'm just so excited <laughs> about this time i feel like uh, i wanted to go back to the what you were talking about with lunch or a meal um spending that time with with others like do you feel like that really serves you a lot of joy yes i love connecting with people one of my favorite quotes is by simon sinek and he says that life is not beautiful because of the things we see or do life is beautiful because of the people that we meet and you know like it, that and that's one thing that brings me joy if i wake up in a in a morning where i'm just like really tired because i haven't been self-disciplined enough to go to sleep on time uh one thing that always perks me up is i just think I, I i listen i feel to like who's on my heart today and so i'll send a few texts to people that it may, i may that i haven't maybe connected with once in a while or and i'll just say hey i'm thinking about you i miss you or i or reminding them that i love them and appreciate them and then that already brings me joy. And then uh, when I receive that that text back, it's like, oh, thank you for thinking of me. Like, I, you wouldn't believe how much I needed this today or, you know, things like that. And so when I get to see people, you know, I've done the the five languages, the, the, the that assessment. And yeah. one of the things I that is my language is spending quality time with people. And so, you know, in this day and age with uh, technology, I know I don't always get to see people in person. So that quality time can be can look like in a text, right? It can look like um, leaving boxer messages to each other because so many of my friends don't live locally. So I, I can't physically, you know, spend that quality time with them, but that time and listening to each other and supporting each other and, and all of that, that is quality time. I love that. If anybody is listening and in the comments, just let us know if you send a text to somebody after hearing this and you know what the response was um it, since this is playing in our private group you could do that anytime this week just let us know if if that was successful for you because i'm telling you i've been on the receiving end of one of these amazing texts from live and it really does it perks you up to know that somebody is thinking about you um and that you're on their heart and on their mind and that you really um like they really care about you so that can bring you a lot of joy mm -hmm. yeah and you know i think that that's the other thing too like i said i try to live my life like a role model and it's it's so it's so heartwarming now because once in a while people will send me that random text and like it, it's so interesting how this universe is all connected because those are often the days that i feel like i need it most like they didn't pick the, the day before or the, the two days before to send me that, hey, I'm thinking about you live text. But it was they chose that day, that moment. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible how we are connected. It's like they sensed that I needed this text from them that day. And and the more that we can do that for each other to just remind each other that we're we're not alone, that we have each other to, to support each other and, and, and share our love and gratitude. Like, it just makes this world a, a more beautiful place. I think that that, um, like with our leaders, like the, our leadership in Teach Better, I feel like are, they're so good about like reaching out and making sure that we're, you know, they know we're there and we're working hard and that they appreciate us. And mm -hmm. um, 
I feel like leaders in our school, um, those of you that are leaders that are listening, just taking that those few minutes to make like that personal connection or that personal message can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, one and I'm starting to notice too that other people are doing that, that other people are starting to really share that, you know, that they appreciate each other and whatnot. So I love that. One principal I had actually took the time and hand wrote a message on every kid's report card. Mm -hmm. And it was like the opening of our new school building. And at that time I was like, oh my goodness, that had to have taken them so long. Like, you know, why, why? And then my kids went through and I was like, I really appreciated that they took the time to like really individualize that for the kid and like how special that you know that they took the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, think and about a student and and write that personally, but that also tells a lot about how much time they took getting to know them outside of that, you know, that nine weeks. Right, right. So powerful, gift of words. That's why I I truly believe that words are gifts, and I receive them as such, right? And I give them as 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 gifts too. What do you think about? Um, like our, our conference, like our conference is coming up. It's in October and we have the opportunity to get together again and really give a lot of joy to a lot of people. Yes. Well, when, I mean, we, we had the inside scoop, so we knew sooner than everybody else that we were putting on another conference, but right. you know, honestly, Brie, that was one of the most memorable things I have ever done in my entire life is go to the Teach Better conference last October. And it's incredible because there's so many people that you know and you've met throughout throughout like but virtually and to actually see somebody and and hug them for the first time and have conversations and look at them like in real life face to face eye to eye and and heart to heart was just incredible and I I think I got very little sleep in the last in, in those few days but every conversation I had just filled me up. And even anytime I think about it, it still fills me up. And I just cannot wait for, for October again. I know. Let's take a quick look at this conference announcement.
my gosh. Goosebumps. I know. I'm so excited. If you have not yet registered for the Teach Better Conference, you can go to teachbetterconference.com. You can grab your registration. We also have some things that are open. Um, like our podcasters row, our sponsorships are open. Um, the only thing that's not open yet are proposals, but those are coming soon. And you have to keep watch on the private Facebook group and on our network to make sure that you catch who our keynote speakers are. Um, so much important information still coming, but the excitement is already there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What do you think is one thing, if you had to pick, that you're most excited about for this new conference? Ooh. I, I, I just have to say it, it's, it's seeing people. Just talking to them, seeing them, hugging them, uh, learning from them, and just the connection that you get to build with people in person. That's... Hands down, one of the biggest reasons why it was such a memorable event for me. You know, I think shy of my my wedding and and <laughs> having my own kids, like Teach Better Conference was like right up there. Absolutely, it was such a memorable event that I feel like, you know, there's there's so much still to look forward to. And I'm so glad that we are doing another one this year. So we don't have to wait to see each other again. Um, One of my favorite things was just seeing people do their thing. Like we have so many people that are involved that are such experts in their field that are such good communicators and presenters. And we also have people who present for the first time at our conferences. And so it's, you know, it's not just the keynote speakers, it's it's educators that are in your buildings. And so if you are thinking about writing a proposal um, in a few months and submitting it on our Teach Better Academy, we actually have a free course where you can go through and you can see how to write a proposal. Like really it's a it's a time to connect, but also a time to stretch yourself as a professional, um, open your mind as a learner, and really dig into the things that make you passionate about being you. Because if you're going to present on something that, like you said, with your blogging, like if it's something you're like, oh, I do it all the time, like people already know how to do this. That's not true. Like we learn from each other. So something that makes you awesome and unique is something that we want at this conference. So, mm-hmm. and I love your point about getting watching people do what they they like, what they're really passionate about, right? Like when I think about the people that shared anything in terms of their their message and whatnot, and it not didn't necessarily mean uh, in a formal way in terms of presenting, but the conversations. People are sharing what they're passionate about. And it's it's like this, how do I say it? It's it's almost like this air of, of passion that's roaming around from person to person, right? That people are sharing what's what's near and dear to their hearts in, in a lot of different ways. And the smiles that you saw just from a, a close distance and a far distance, the, the hugs that you get to see and just that connection piece, I think is just incredible. 
And we get to hear it all the time through our podcasters, because I know the episodes that they recorded at the conference, like they're still releasing those episodes. So it's kind of exciting to go back and listen and just kind of hear the excitement in their voice because they were in such a, like a great environment. And so I feel like it just like that, that's something that's so exciting to think about for me. Like people came from all over Mm -hmm. and we're still reaping the benefits of just being together. Yes. It's long lasting. And I think I remember Ray saying that, you know, being at the Teach Bird Conference, it's like the best form of self-care. And it really is. And I think the thing is, because it's such an emotional event, um, and we know that anything that comes with an emotional attachment is, it stays in our brains longer, that I think that's why it's like, how many months has it been since the last conference? But those feelings just rush back in and you could feel it in your heart. Like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, right? Because it is such a strong emotional attachment to that event because of everybody there that now I think, is there will be about halfway? That we're halfway to the next conference is, is yeah, I, I can talk about this forever. <laughs> I know, I love it. We're just gonna go into our next take action. Welcome back, Teach Better family. We are just going to take just a few minutes to kind of wrap up what we've been talking about on this show. Um, Just a few takeaways and some ways that you can take action tomorrow with some of our great ideas from Liv. Well, so last weekend I was coaching my uh, daughter's ringette team and there were... um, two words that we kept on saying over and over again. Uh, One is relentless. Two is resilient. And then I added later on on the weekend, I added a third one and that is reflection. And so when I think about relentless, it's just that constant pursuit of whatever it is that you think is important, right? Like for us, it was like being relentless in the game and and that mindset of relentlessness of like, I'm going to get the ring, I'm going to get the ring back, I'm going to whatever, fill in the blank. And I think for our students, we need we need to be relentless, that every child is brought to us from, that comes with their own story and their own history, their own culture. And so we can't expect them to fit into our, you know, round hole if they're all square pegs. So we need to be relentless to try to figure out ways to meet their needs in whatever uh, area of development that they need, but also relentless for ourselves right? That, and then that is attached to being resilient, is that whatever life throws at you, whether it's it's a small thing or big thing, like we need to constantly be resilient to these things. And when we believe that we can be relentless and resilient, I think the combination of the two with reflection on top, um, you know, what have you learned over the years, right? And what you've learned from other people. I think these three things all put together helps us in, I'll throw in a fourth R, helps us in our relationships, the relationships that we have with ourselves and the relationships that we have with others um, through every single atomic interaction that we have, right? Every interaction that we have is that basic building block to build the kind of relationship that you want to have. And so 
I just love for everybody to kind of start thinking about that, that every single time you're going to pass somebody in a hallway, every single time, even a, a simple thing, like a child comes to ask me to go to the washroom, I, I'll put a smile on my face and say, sure, go ahead, right? Every single time a, a child looks at you and you just have these loving eyes looking back at them or a simple, you know, like, I love you, right? These make a difference for each other. It makes a difference for yourself. So that's what I, that's my biggest takeaway is these four R's of, of uh, relentlessness, resilience, reflection, and relationships. I love that. That's a perfect way. I feel like to end our show in our time here together, Liv, if they are listening and they're so interested in what you're saying, how, what's the best way to get a hold of you to reach out? Yeah, there's, uh, I can be reached at Livia at teachbetter.com. I also have a website, livechan.com. They can check out the things that I, I am passionate about. I'm also on Twitter. You can see on the screen, it's at Livia Chan L. And, you know, anytime somebody connects with me, somebody new, it, it brings me a little bit of joy because it's like, oh, somebody else I can learn from and get to know. Um, so I, I welcome that all the time. Uh, and I'm looking forward to connecting. And anybody who is interested in or even just thinking about writing a blog, like if you've ever had that thought, oh, I would love to write about, just reach out and we can have a conversation. This may not be the time for you because you've got other things in your life, but it may be the time for you. And just like, if you had that thought, just reach out and we can, we can talk about next steps to move you forward in sharing your ideas, sharing your passions, your thoughts. And honestly, I think the thing is with blogging is I always say that I write for myself first because the kind of reflection that you get to do when you are writing, you're, you're so purposeful in how you say certain things and it allows me to deeply reflect on whatever it is that I'm thinking about. So uh, there, there's that aspect of it. Plus it brings me joy to write. Um, but I also know that there's that sharing piece that we, when we share our ideas, we are helping other people think of a, a thing in a different way right and inspire other people by our ideas and we're all here to you know teach better and, and teach better together right absolutely well thank you again for being on the show thank you to everybody who's in the comments tonight yeah, i am so happy to be a part of this family and i hope everybody has a fantastic week yeah.